Andrew Tate has been banned from the internet. And by the internet, I mean Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, TikTok, and any other platform with a terms of service agreement that none of us read. And the internet has been in an uproar. Is he a savior of the modern man? Or is he a womanizer that needed to be deplatformed? Is he more of an Alex Jones spreading false and harmful misinformation like the Sandy Hook hoax? Or is he more of an Alex Hermosi? who started from the bottom and built over a hundred million dollar business and is now helping other men do the same thing. But in this video, we see a different side of Andrew Tate. This almost has the typical YouTube apology video as if he's being held hostage, but with a little more bravado. Is this calm, sensitive, introspective Andrew Tate, the real Andrew Tate, outside of the character that he personifies? Or is this stage two of his three-step process to conquer the internet? In this video, we're gonna be looking at a few key clips from his farewell video, pointing out some interesting things he said about God, and giving you my assessment on how he got into this mess. Now, if you're an Andrew Tate fan and I say something that offended you, remember what Tate said at the end of his farewell message. If you're a supporter of mine, and I know most of you are, Please explain the truth in a respectful manner. This cancellation has caused a lot of questions in terms of censorship, in terms of what is an adequate reason for being banned, in terms of what is misinformation. Me and Zach pontificated on the Bless God Studios channel about is his allegiance to some characters like Alex Jones and conspiracy theories a part of it? What terms of use did Andrew Tate actually break? And uh, the answers to some of this is kind of shocking. And so from day one, I've told you guys that I think Andrew is kind of playing a character. I think he's actually changed a lot in the past couple years. But I think what we're seeing in these clips is him playing a, a hyped up version of who he really is. And he kind of confirms this in this farewell address, if you will. So I'm going to be reacting to some of it, some key parts that really stood out to me. And if God is potentially calling Andrew Tate to something else, I think it's very interesting. So let's just jump in. This is 624 into the conversation. I'm going to play you guys. I think I got about six clips here. Hopefully we can get through it with the Roadcaster Pro not chopping off on me this time. We'll see how it goes. Last time the audio cut out midstream. So let's jump right into the first part that stood out to me. Check out what he says here. Due to the fact I've managed to develop an iron mind, because I'm probably the only individual on earth who can be vilified to this level without taking personal insult and without being emotionally affected, what I've done is I've allowed certain narratives to gain traction, which I shouldn't have allowed to gain traction because they didn't personally bother me because I know they are false. I think this is something I learned as well going through a situation with some friends and some gossip and some stuff being spread about me on a very small scale is I went through this process of giving up the need to defend oneself. And it sounds like that was kind of his mentality. But the issue is when you give up the need to the need to defend yourself, correct what other people are saying, other people can take whatever information, run with it however they want to and create a narrative that isn't necessarily accurate. And that's kind of what Andrew Tate is getting here. But what he says next is really interesting. Listen up. I live with a very, very pure heart. I'm a religious man. I go to church and anyone who follows me in detail knows I donate huge sums of money to the church. And as long as I knew the truth of my heart and God knew the truth of my heart, I wasn't interested in lies being purported. I now understand that that's wrong because- 
So he says he's a religious man. He says he goes to church. He says that he gives a lot of money to the church. He's one of the few influencers that has came out very hard from being a quote-unquote atheist to all of a sudden being an orthodox Christian. He shows and says he goes to church at least once a week, usually twice a week, gives money to the church. It's really interesting hearing him talk about faith, especially when juxtaposed with some of his pro-Islam views. Uh, with regards to his heart for men's mental health. Talk about it. Everyone tries to talk about it. And everyone says, men, you should talk more. Talk to us. I try and encourage men to be strong. I say, listen, if you're depressed, you need to get in the gym. A strong body is a strong mind. I sit there, and by using my lifestyle, which is an aspirational lifestyle that most men would love to have, purely because of the finance, the cars, the freedom, etc., I encourage people to work hard and try their best to become the best version of themselves. So that is how he perceives what he is doing, that he is encouraging people to work hard to become the best versions of themselves. Some of the packaging is probably not the most ideal, and he owns that. However, I find it uh, interesting that he says he uses his aspirational lifestyle. Now, this is a question I generally have, genuinely have for men. Do you need a man to show you their aspirational lifestyle in order to see him as someone who you can glean wisdom from? Genuine question. Because I see this entire uh, process of flexing cars, Bugattis, his travel, his women, all that kind of stuff. And I go, are men, especially young men, are we that shallow where we need to see Bugattis, designer clothes, so on and so forth, as a means to want to follow someone. I don't know. I want to hear from the men. Is that is that really what gravitates you? Or is this only uh, young men? Is this only a specific types of men that do this? Because he's like, where are the other male role models are at? And I would say, um, there's a lot. There's a lot on the internet. They just don't flex with their designer clothes and designer cars and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting question. Like, is that what we're after? And... Is that all that's necessary for someone to capture your attention? We all remember Ty Lopez with the I got my cars in the background and his knowledge and his books. And that was a whole campaign. And Dan Brazilian and Andrew Tate. Like, is, are men genuinely asking, are men this shallow to want to follow somebody? Or will we follow other men who've been married for a long time, who have healthy, stable families, who are financially independent? Maybe they're not making $5 million a month, but they're financially independent. Genuine question, I would like to hear from the men on this specific topic. Um, so that whole aspirational bit was really interesting. Let's go a little bit further into the conversation. This is about the 28-minute mark. I now need to once again improve myself and improve my skills and prevent anybody being able to take me out of context. I might have to form a new way for sentences to be constructed. But if that's what it takes, that's what I intend to do. Because with great influence comes absolutely not really great responsibility. And I do understand that. And I will blame myself for the fact that people have managed to do this to me, regardless of the fact that I did not want it to happen. So, let so he takes ownership of this. He takes responsibility of this. This is surprising. Again, I think we often view people as static. I think we view people as one type of person their entire life, right? And so I think Andrew Tate could be changing and evolving. However, he also is sober enough to say, man, I could have done better. I could have prevented some of this stuff. I allowed people to run with a narrative that wasn't accurate. I was doing things that didn't appear the wisest. I take responsibility. He doesn't end up going and blaming the social media platforms. He doesn't go and blame YouTube. He doesn't blame anybody 
They kicked them off this platform. So, I mean, by the way, these, um, the service of use and all that kind of stuff are, are kind of all over the place. So it's really interesting to, to hear him say, yeah, listen, it is what it is. I, I, I take responsibility for this, even though I wish it didn't happen, right? I was kind of surprised by this um, coming from him. Um, let's play a couple more clips here. Be protected, how beautiful they are, how much I love my... So here he goes into him saying that he believes women should be protected and being taken out of context. Now, again, you guys are watching this and you're wondering, why is this important? Well, because if you are saying something, regardless on how much I disagree with him, on a plethora of issues, if people are able to take stuff and out of context, twist and turn to get you deplatformed, this has radical ramifications on creators of all walks of life that are saying something counter-cultural. Okay, whether that's something countercultural I disagree with or that's something countercultural that is pro-Jesus, pro-gospel. Are we following along? So to assume that this sort of stuff happens in a vacuum and that this can happen to a Christian or someone that takes a orthodox view of scripture and fill in a blank of whatever sin society thinks is acceptable and this can't happen on a larger scale if someone gets to that place, I think is very... Um, careful okay so let's uh let's let's hear this part and then this is where i think i'm gonna have to call cap on something he says though so just just bear with me my grandmother because of the amount of children she had my grandmother had nine children so there was my father and, and eight more they all had a bunch of kids blah 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 i stood there and I looked at my 93 year old grandmother and there was a room a whole room full with maybe 70 people that came from that one woman isn't that remarkable yeah. that nobody cared about her career nobody asked what job she did nobody asked how many times she went to the club Nobody asked if she had time to go to festivals. No, you had 70 sentient beings, including myself, full of life from one woman who dedicated herself to being a mother and, 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 a good, and a good wife. That is beautiful. I talk about how women... So he's saying, listen to all these good things I've said about women, right? And then listen to what, how he, he goes to say he's uh, taken out of context. Special and they can do things that men can't do. And still these clips are taken out of context. 